Verse 18, liars secretly hoard hatred, fools openly spread slander. The more talk, the less truth. <laughs> the wise measure their words. The speech of a good person is worth waiting for. The blabber of the wicked is worthless. The talk of a good person is rich fare for many, but chatterboxes die of an empty heart. Verse 22, God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we can do, nothing we do can improve on God. An empty head thinks mischief is fun, but a mindful person relishes wisdom. The nightmares of the wicked come true. What the good people desire, they get. We are reading from Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25, the message translation. When the storm is over, there's nothing left of the wicked. Good people, firm on their rock foundation, aren't even faced. A lazy employee will give you nothing but trouble. It's vinegar in the mouth, smoke in the eyes. And let's keep that in mind for when we are hiring people. <laughs> verse, 22, verse 27, the fear of God expands your life. A wicked life is a puny life. The aspirations of good people end in celebration. The ambitions of bad people crash. God is solid back into a well-lived life, but he calls into question a shabby performance. Good people last. They can't be moved. The wicked are here today, gone tomorrow. A good person's mouth is a clear fountain of wisdom. A foul mouth is a stagnant swamp. The speech of a good person clears the air. The words of the wicked pollute it. So I want to pause on verse 30. Good people last, they can't be moved. The wicked are here today, gone tomorrow. I want to talk to you, for those of my girls who are um, purposepreneur, which are women of Christ who are running their business in the glory of God's kingdom. We're not hiding that we're Christians. We are openly <laughs> praising Jesus while we have a business. Um, that's what I consider a purposepreneur. We have to make sure that we're not thinking about, oh my gosh, uh, is it okay for me to talk about Jesus in my business? Is it okay? Am I going to offend people, this and that? Because at the end of the day, sis, good people last, okay? That is our promise from God. If we are operating in integrity, we are operating ethically, we are creating products that serve people the solutions they're asking for in the most integral way, then we'll last. Don't think about, because I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of fellow business coaches who don't talk about Jesus because they're worried that people won't want to work with them. I have no problem with people wanting to work with me and I talk about Jesus all the time. And that has shown me that it is okay to glorify Christ in your business. Good people last. Keep the Lord first and focus on what he is asking you to do. Focus on what he's asking you to do. Don't worry about the comparison game. Oh my gosh, will I still be around? Yes, because the Lord is with you and you are honoring his name. Now, if you don't yet know what your God-given purpose is, I have a free Find Your Purpose Toolkit that'll help you discover God's purpose for your life step-by-step. Step. You can get it by going to purposegift.com. And for my sisters who are on here who know about Jesus, but they're not quite sure what being a Christian is, being a Christian is what it says in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And what that means is that if you want to be a Christian, it's simply believing in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you want to make that decision, all you got to do is say the simple prayer with me. You say, dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. Sis, if you pray that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life. 
Get into a Bible-based church in your community and make sure you get started reading what God has to say to you. Don't think about what other people are saying. Think about what the Lord says to you in his holy Bible. I always recommend starting with the book of John because it's literally like Jesus' love letter to you. He loves you so very much. Sisters of Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. So that's it for today's episode of the God the Wood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. Have any questions? DM me anytime on Instagram or send an email to hello at godthewoodgirl.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit to help you get started living God's purpose for your life at PurposeGift.com. Thanks for listening, God the Wood Girl. I'll see you on the next one. In this episode of the God the Wood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study, we are diving into Proverbs chapter 10. I'm Stephanie Rodnes, and welcome to the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. My goal is to encourage the discouraged with scripture, inspiration, and resources to help you do exactly what God purposed you to do on this earth, become a Christian entrepreneur. The definition of a Godlywood girl is a woman of Christ who says yes to her God-given purpose, no matter what everyone else tries to say or do. So if you are stepping into your purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, welcome to the Godlywood Girl Sisterhood. You are my people, and I can't wait to meet you. Now let's dive into today's episode. And remember, if you want to join me for these live recordings on Godwood Girl's Instagram feed, join me at Godwood Girl on Instagram now. Let's dive right in. Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your beauty. Thank you for your mercy. I adore you. I love you. I praise you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you so much for the opportunity to read your word. I pray you help us to hear what you want us to hear and see what you want us to see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Okay. So Proverbs chapter 10. Why son? Glad father. Stupid son. Sad mother. (laughs) That's funny. Solomon be throwing some shade. He says, why son? Glad father, stupid son, sad mother. (laughs) Ill-gotten gain gets you nowhere. An honest life is immortal. God will not starve an honest soul, but he frustrates the appetites of the wicked. And for those of you girls who are working on your God-given purpose and you're like, man, this is hard. Should I keep going? The answer is yes. God will not starve you. You are working to do his work. You are working to do his legacy on this earth. You will not be starved. Everything that you need will be provided for as you need it. Keep on going. Verse four, sloth makes you poor. Diligence brings wealth. That one is one for me. It took me a long time to start treating my business the same way that I treated my nine to five job. At my nine to five job, I would show up for work every single day at the same time, work my full eight hour shift, go home, right? And my business, when I first left my nine to five job, it took so much self-discipline to make myself work. Because when you are your own boss and you, <laughs> and you don't feel like working, guess what you don't do? You don't work. <laughs> and it took me a long time. In the beginning, I actually had to get accountability partners. I started partnering up with some of my friends who are also full-time entrepreneurs. And we would meet up three times a week and have what we called work sessions. And all of us would meet up. We'd go to a Starbucks or go to a library or go to a Barnes and Noble and literally plan ourselves there for eight hours straight. And since we were all there, we actually got work done. 
Now, praise God, it is my habit to work every single day. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I actually work six days a week now, and it's, it's literally my habit. So for me, if I'm not working, I feel like something's wrong. But it took a long time to get to that. It took, at least, it took about six months to a year to adjust to forcing, not forcing, but making it a habit for myself to work every single day. So if you are making that transition... Give yourself time. Give yourself time. Get an accountability partner. Don't be that hard on yourself. It's not easy for anybody to make themselves work when they don't feel like it, okay? Nobody. <laughs> but if you are making that transition, give yourself time. Um, but if you are working on your business, make sure that you are putting in work because sloth makes you poor. Sloth, aka laziness, not doing the work, makes you poor. Diligence, aka doing the work, staying consistent, brings wealth. Verse five. Make hay while the sun shines, that's smart. Go fishing during harvest, that's stupid. <laughs> Blessings occur on a good and honest life, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. A good and honest life is a blessed memorial. A wicked life leaves a rotten stench. A wise heart takes orders, an empty head will come unglued. Honesty lives confident and carefree, but shifty is sure to be exposed. Whew. Ain't that a good timely word for us? Uh, verse 11, verse 10. An evasive eye is a sign of trouble ahead, but an open face-to-face -face meeting results in peace. The mouth of a good person is a deep life-giving well, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. Hatred starts fights, but love pulls a quilt over the bickering. You'll find wisdom on the lips of a person of insight, but the short-sighted needs a slap in the face. <laughs> okay. I want to pause on that one, verse 13, because this is very true where it comes to our purpose journey. So on our purpose journey, a lot of us, um, and I did this for a long time too, when it comes to decisions about our God-given purpose, we'll depend them on whether we feel like it or not. And you never want to depend on living your purpose of whether you feel like it. No human being wants to do work. It's just not, it's just not in our nature. There are those freaks of nature who, who are like, I got to be doing something. But most people, 99.9% .9 of people, if we have to choose between working and relaxing and we get the exact same benefit, the exact same finances, we're going to choose relaxing, of course. So you want to make sure that you are going ahead and focusing you want to go ahead, you make sure that you are focusing on doing what the Lord is asking you to do. Don't be short-sighted and think to yourself, I'm not going to do this today. I'll put it off tomorrow. Make sure you're thinking long-term, okay? Verse 14, the wise accumulate knowledge, a true treasure. Know-it-alls talk too much, a sheer waste. Verse 13, the wealth of the rich is their security. The poverty of the indigent is their ruin. The wage of a good person is exuberant life. An evil person ends up with nothing but sin. The road to life is a disciplined life. Ignore correction and you're lost for good. Verse, that's verse 17. I also want to pause there because on the road to living our God-given purpose, there are a lot of times that we are going to fail. And I want you to have a heads up to that because nobody told me when I started. So when I failed the first five times, I was shocked. I was appalled. I was like, wait a minute, I'm living my purpose. How could I be failing right now? <laughs> but that failure actually is not failure. It is preparation for what the next step is going to be. So you don't want to, when something goes wrong, you don't want to see it as, let me just ignore this and continue. You want to make sure you are accepting that correction, whatever the Lord is trying to teach you, because that's what's going to help you keep your blessing later on. Remember the difference between Saul and David. 
David kept his kingship because he had gone through so many failures to get to the kingship. Saul went straight to the kingship, had no preparation, and when he got there, he lost his blessing because he wasn't prepared to keep it. He hadn't been prepared properly in order to keep it. So in our own purpose journey, God is preparing us. Don't ignore that correction. One of the biggest things that I learned in my first business failure, one of the biggest corrections the Lord gave me was to go and only partner with people who believe in the same Jesus I do. I was over here signing business contracts, partnering with people who don't even believe in God. Like that's who I partnered with because I didn't realize that not being unequally yoked applied to business as well. I thought not being or the whole unequally yoked was only applying to marriage, but no, it applies to every area in our lives where people are making decisions for us. I never would have signed that contract. And because of that happened, that prepared me to understand that when I make partnerships in the, in the future, I need to only partner with people who have the same mindset that I do. And that is what opened the doors for so many other things to happen. So receive the correction. Don't ignore it. Receive the correction. All right, so thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Let's pause for a moment for today's sponsor. 